Welcome to Leo Rising, a living tarot and creative intuition podcast. Here we'll have a conversational exploration of tarot, personal and spiritual growth, and identity formation. It's less of a how-to and more of a come along on the journey with me. I'll process stories from my life, both from the past and from the current moments that I'm moving through, to give listeners things to think about in their own journey. I'll also be introducing you to wonderful humans who are exploring these topics in their lives, either personally, professionally, or both. So my name is Jenna Fox, and I'm an educator, writer, tarot reader, Reiki master, and queer mystical mama. What I'm not is an expert. So if you're a seeker, if you've got a curious mind or are interested in esoteric topics, then this is the podcast for you. And I'm so excited to have you on the journey. Let's get started, shall we? On today's episode, I'm going to talk with you about my journey into astrology and some of the stuck spots I have with this system of understanding ourselves and the world around us. Long before I was a tarot reader or even knew what tarot cards were, I was interested in astrology. I can remember all the way back to when I was a kid and we would get the daily newspaper. I know it sounds so crazy to think about that. Um, I'm not sure I know anybody now who even gets a newspaper online, let alone the paper copy on their doorstep. So we were living in Seattle and we got the Daily Seattle Times and then the Sunday Times, which was a big fat newspaper chock full of advertisements and, you know, the the Sunday funnies, which I loved reading, of course. But in the newspaper, there was the horoscope section, right? And that was my first introduction into the concept, the system of astrology. Now, the horoscope section was pretty small. It was a little skinny column that had all of the different um, zodiac signs and a sentence or two, maybe three at the most, describing something that a person who was, say, a Gemini or a Taurus or an Aries would be experiencing that week or in that month. And I read these horoscopes secretly because... The information that I had been given from my family and my church was that they were bad and they were evil and it was wrong. And there was also a lot of belittling of horoscopes. Things like, how could something, um, you know, just two or three sentences, how could that describe something that everyone born in a particular month would experience, right? There was a lot of like, if, if it wasn't particularly defined to you as a person that there would be no value in it because it was just general and anyone can find meaning. Well, now that I've grown up and become a tarot reader, I look back on that sort of criticism of the horoscopes, how they were written in the newspaper, and I laugh because one of the things that I love about reading tarot cards is that anyone can bring their information, they're bringing their self to the same image. And so I don't think that it invalidates a general brief reading of a particular zodiac horoscope. Because yes, everyone is bringing themselves to those couple of sentences and finding meaning. I don't see that there's anything wrong with that and why that would be considered um, invalid. And so here I am, you know, young kid, probably seven, eight, nine. I know it was it was when I had already known how to read. 
and I was reading horoscopes and kind of trying to figure out how I related to these words on the page. When I was a teenager, though, I became more interested in astrology, right, with the um, Cosmo magazines and the YM magazines and all of the trips that I would go on with my fellow um, sports teams or my band or just like hanging out with my friends. We would always flip to the back of a magazine and we would read the horoscopes. And a lot of the time it was around things like love interests, right? And I would read my particular sun sign, which is Sagittarius, and I would try to like figure out, oh, is that person going to like me? Am I going to be asked to prom? Like trying to find and make meaning of my own experience through the reading of horoscopes and trying to find the language to be able to describe myself. Now, as I've gotten older, I have continued to be interested in the idea of astrology. And one of the things that I do as an educator is talk with my students, no, not about astrology. <laughs> I'll just let you all know that, that I don't do horoscopes in my class. But I talk with them about different systems of understanding personality. So we might talk about Myers-Briggs, we might talk about Holland Codes, which is a career development tool used um, for people to kind of make some decisions around jobs and careers. You know, we might do personality tests around procrastination styles. There's many different tools we use, some of them more scientifically valid than others. But it's all to be able to conceptualize ourselves and then to be able to put into language our own experience so that we can identify with others, um, mitigate some stuck spots in relationships, and just be able to conceptualize both to ourselves but to others our way of being in the world. And it's really helpful when I talk with my students, it's really helpful in communication to know how other people think or operate the way that they see the world, because then we can kind of come up with maybe um, a better tool for getting to our mutual goal. So astrology is something that I have explored in my personal life. When I was probably 28 or 29, I bought a book called The Only Astrology Book That You Will Ever Need. And it came with a CD-ROM. I can't believe that I actually had a computer that had a CD-ROM um, spot because now when I use, you know, like a, just a tablet and even at my work, like I never use CD-ROM. So this book came with a CD-ROM where I was able to plug in all of my information and it created my natal chart. Now, if you're not familiar with a natal chart, you don't have to go out and buy this book, although I do still recommend it. It's by far the most comprehensive book that I have read on the concept of astrology. But there are plenty of free resources online where you can plug in your particular date and time of birth, the year, the location, and they will give you for free your natal chart. So what is a natal chart? Well, the natal chart is what astrology is actually all about. It isn't just the horoscopes in the Sunday Times that give a couple of sentences about some predictive things that might be experiencing in your life. The natal chart is a detailed 
description of where everything was in the, the solar system or our galaxy um, at the particular time of your birth. This is mind-blowing to me. And it's actually one of the challenges that I have with astrology. Because let me back up a little bit. Your natal chart, so you're born, right? And if I think of myself back to that stage where I'm a tiny little baby, I'm being born on a particular day, at a particular time, in a particular location, the world is in a particular spot. The moon and the sun and all of the planets, it is so three-dimensional that it kind of boggles my mind. So when I look at my natal chart, I have a screenshot sh screenshot saved on my phone, and it's so hard for me to think about it other than just on that piece of paper. Like, I can't visualize the 3D astrology. Like, I would think I would need somebody to create one of those science models from like when we were kids and we were learning about the planets. And actually, one of my bestest, most dearest people in my life has an amazing grasp on astrology. And I would like to think that it's because her brain works in that way. She's a science teacher and she has this ability to kind of understand all of the different layers and where the planets are and she somehow can visually think about it. This is the one of the things that I struggle with astrology is that I'm trying to take this 3D concept of like where Pluto or Saturn or Jupiter or the moon was in the sky in relationship to where I was at my time of birth. Trying to take something that's three-dimensional and put it into two-dimensional words, understanding of self, being able to kind of understand all of the different layers. It's like a book that explains some of the different characteristics that I have and some of the other things. In contrast to astrology, we have the system of tarot, which I tend to gravitate much more toward just because tarot is opposite of astrology in that it is a two-dimensional system. We have flat cards with images on the card that I then create the 3D out of reading those cards. So everyone comes to tarot, whatever deck you're using, and there's it's the same image for everyone. If I draw, you know, the world card, or I draw the sun card, or I draw, you know, the four of swords, we're seeing that image. But then when I look at it, and I talk about it, or I write about it, I'm creating from that image, it's almost like one of those science fiction um, holographs where you it's like an, a compact mirror and you open it up and up comes an image, right? That's how I see tarot. Tarot is this flat image, it has all these beautiful symbols um, and we all come to it and from that two-dimensional piece of paper comes this beautiful thing that we're able to kind of um, bring to life, you know, breathe into it and create this beautiful meaning. Astrology, on the other hand, is taking something that's three-dimensional already and trying to compress it down into words and to be able to walk away with something that is meaningful to me.
I like both systems. One of the other challenges that I have with astrology is that it's fixed. It is, this is actually something that I really love about it, but it's also really hard. Tarot is ever-changing. So I could do a daily reading for myself, and every day the cards are going to be different, because I'm different, because the world has changed. And so when I use tarot, it's helpful because it's very, um, it's very malleable. It goes with the flow. It changes. And yet my astrology, my natal chart, my natal chart is fixed. I was born once. I was born at a particular time. There's no changing that. What there is changing with the astrology system is where I am, where I was born, and where I was in relationship to the planets, the moon, the sun, etc. Where I'm in relationship to those now. That's what changes. But my natal chart doesn't change. Tarot cards are ever-changing. The only thing that's technically sort of static about them is that it's typically about 78 cards typically has about the same, um, you know, they might be different names, there might be a couple additional cards, but for the most part, that's the only thing static. Every day I come to the cards, it's different. Every day that I come to my natal chart, it's the same. And yet the world is different. So, as I've been exploring and trying to learn more about astrology, I wanted to go beyond the sun signs. So the sun signs are the ones that people typically gravitate towards. They're the ones that are sh that show up in the horoscopes, right? So I said earlier that I'm a Sagittarius. And the sun signs are sort of the way that we... Um, it's the outer personality. So you're just your way of being in the world and like what makes you unique. Now, going back to sort of the belittling comments from when I was a kid. How could somebody that's a Sagittarius, how could they say that these qualities or these traits are for everybody that's born in this particular month? Well, I've been contemplating that. And as I've learned that astrology is so much more than just sun signs, it's all these different layers of relationship to, you know, the moon and your rising sign and all of that that I'd like to think of astrology like food. So I actually was using this um, example with my students the other day when we were doing um, some personality inventories. And I said, we all start, we, we all might, if say we are introverts, but I'm going to use astrology. So if we're, if we're Sagittarius, I'm just going to use myself as an example because it's my podcast and I can, right? So if I, I and all my Sagittarius friends, I have several, I have, a, I have a really good friend who was born on the day before me, and I have a really good friend that was born on the day after me. So I think of the three of us, three Sagittarius, we're all so different. Why? Well, if we were cooking a meal, and we were using rice as the base, right, so we're going to make a rice dish. Well, a rice dish starts with rice. Right? So we have some beautiful, fluffy, cooked jasmine rice, let's say. But my friend that was born the day before me, maybe she saw it, we all, and we've all decided that we're going to have a, we're going to make a chicken dish with this rice. So she, we've sauteed up the chicken, but then she adds teriyaki sauce 
and she's just going to have rice with chicken and a beautiful teriyaki chicken. But you know, I was really thinking that I was going to make chicken tikka masala. So I have my rice and I have my, um, you know, creamy red sauce and then, you know, maybe I'll throw in some chili peppers and then I've got some garam masala and some, all, some of these other spices. See how the difference between my friend's rice dish and my rice dish are completely different based on the different ingredients that are added to it? That's how I think of astrology, right? All of the unique flavor profiles that can be changing some basic ingredient to make this incredible dish. I'm not that great of a cook, but this is a helpful metaphor for me. So what is your unique rice dish? What are, we, what are you starting with? And maybe you're, you're a noodle dish, right? <laughs> maybe you're making it on a tortilla. That's great. Where's your basis? So your sun sign is kind of that outer personality, um, your way of being in the world and kind of like what makes you unique. The moon sign is your inner life. So this is about emotions and intuition. And then your rising sign is the way people see you, um, the sort of the impression that you leave on others, as well as sort of like any spontaneous reactions. So something that's not maybe thought out, it just sort of happens, your instinct, right? So in my house, I'm a Sagittarius son, and my son, my oldest son is a Sagittarius son, and my husband is a Taurus son, and my youngest is a Pisces son. So what does all that mean? Well, if I'm just looking at sun signs, we've got a lot of fire, we got some earth, we got some water, right? Which is helpful for me when I connect to the suits in the tarot deck, right? Thinking about personalities and different experiences and situations from that earth, fire, water, air perspective. Now, when I go beyond the sun sign, as sort of that what makes us unique and add in those different flavors. Let's take, so I'm a Sagittarius sun, which is my outward personality, and I'm a Sagittarius moon, so that's my inner life. But my rising sign is my Leo, which is the name of this podcast, Leo Rising. So whereas my my inner life and my sort of um, outer personality tends to be fiery and optimistic and maybe kind of seems spontaneous. This, um, the spontaneous reactions that I have though, and the way that other people see me tends to be very um, controlling and um, like a strict fire sign where I'm sort of like the queen of hearts or the evil queen. I'm not saying that I'm evil, but I can kind of rule sort of with an iron fist. And I tend to try to be benevolent, and yet there tends to be a little bit in my domicile. Um, this energy or people read me as kind of um, having my shit together. I'll just say that. Now that's not how I always feel. And that's not how I always want to be. My inner life doesn't feel like that. And yet often people say like, wow, you walk into a room and it changes the energy of the room. Yikes. That's kind of a, a big deal for an introvert to have that power. 
So the other people in my family, right? So I have my husband who his, his sun sign is a Taurus. His moon sign is a Capricorn and he's a Virgo rising. So we have, I'm all three fire. He's all three earth, which is just an interesting combination and probably why in a lot of ways we get along because my fire has a place to kind of burn. If you think about a campfire on the earth, it's not being squelched um, by water and it's not being um, fanned into too high of a flame if like if it were in air. So my oldest son, he's a Sagittarius sun and he's a Scorpio moon and a Sagittarius rising. So when I think about the difference between my son and I, both rice dishes, right, as Sagittarius, we both have that as a sun. My rising sign comes out as a Leo. That's how people read me. And people read my son as a Sagittarius because that's his spontaneous reactions. And then my youngest child, he's a Pisces sun, a Libra moon, and a Scorpio rising. And I gotta be honest, he's the most mysterious of the people in my family to me. And the one that I continually try to wrestle with understanding. He's going through the um, terrible twos phase right now and I try to approach him from a different way of approaching my my oldest son and oftentimes I feel completely baffled, mystified by his his moods. My older son I sort of tended to intuitively understand but what's so beautiful is to watch my husband with my youngest because the earth and the water don't tend to be at odds with each other as the fire and the water tend to be. So this is just a tiny little flavor taste of astrology. I've listed sun, moon, and rising signs. There's 12 zodiac signs for sun, right? There's all the different planets. So we have Mercury and Venus and Mars and Jupiter and Saturn and Pluto. And there's different asteroids and different, I mean, everything and at different degrees and places. And then there's also the different houses that they are in. Because in the zodiac, different houses um, mean different things. Which makes me think about going back to Carolyn Miss's book, um, Anatomy of the Spirit, where she talks about the different houses and even in sacred contracts. So if I had, you know, a Sagittarius in a particular house, it would mean that it would influence, say, my um, love life more than if it was in my, you know, house that rules over my health. I'm not an expert at this right? I'm learning and only listing three of the different variables. There's so many more complex ingredients that make up an astrology natal chart that I feel like I'm constantly learning, coming to it and asking these questions and then realizing, like literally today, I just realized that if our rising signs are how people perceive us and spontaneous reactions. That in my house, I'm not a Sagittarius, a Sagittarius, a Taurus, and a Pisces. In our house, it's really a Leo, a Virgo, a Sagittarius, and a Scorpio. Wow, what does that do for my understanding of my family dynamics? Maybe I've been looking at the wrong thing all this time.
So does any of this resonate with you? Are you completely lost? I know sometimes when I start going down this rabbit hole, my mind just starts to kind of spin and I'm like, ah, I can't take it anymore. Um, I have two resources for you that I think you would love in addition to that book, the only astrology book you'll ever know. Google needle charts, of course. But Chani Nicholas is a beautiful astrologer and you can find her work online and she has some amazing um, information and resources and she does workshops. If you're local, um, or even if you're not local, Alyssa Ball of Hit the Deck Tarot, she's based out of Spokane, somebody that I went to high school with and consider her my tarot mentor. Um, she writes a weekly column called Space Witch for Seattle Weekly, and she dives into astrology and how it can be impacting us um, on a weekly basis, and I really love um her writing and she's also available for natal chart interpretations if you are local or in the you know Washington area so would love to hear any feedback if you download the anchor FM app you're able to send me voice messages um, this is how I record my podcast is anchor FM so if you click on the, my profile link and send a voice message, ask a question, leave a comment. I can put it on future episodes. Thanks for listening and being on this journey with me, y'all. Hey friends, thanks for listening to Leo Rising, a tarot and creative intuition podcast. As of January 2021, this podcast and all of the information is archived so feel free to listen to the episodes. The wisdom of the tarot is everlasting, but much of the information about um, booking a reading from people has changed in the last couple of years. So know that there isn't a tarot um, Instagram account or email address or way to get a hold of me for readings at this point. And of course, I will update that in the future if it changes.